Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play tabletop role-playing game podcast. Every episode microplot is a standalone adventure that fits into our overarching macroplot throughout the entire season. This season, we're exploring different tabletop RPGs, but also doing a little bit of 5e like we normally do. And today we're playing Swamp Troll Witches, a TTRPG by Luke Simmons. So thank you, Luke, for letting us try this game out. I think we're probably the first ones to like play this game and record it and put it out into the world. Um, that being said, <laughs> we're new to this game. We don't know all the rules by heart. Uh, so we'll be learning as we go along. Hopefully you guys are entertained by listening and learning about this new system uh, and uh, also watching us attempt to play it like we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, of course, of course we know what we're doing. Uh, today we're playing with Lothario. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, my name's Lothario Bushaki. And uh, I am a half elf, and I'm about let's see, uh, five foot nine or so. Uh, I'm rather slender, cause I take care of myself. Uh, Twenty years old. Uh, I am a bard by profession, but sometimes I will help out at the local pizza shop. And um, let's see, today I like to to have a nice drip. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I've got a green shirt with puffy puffy shoulders. But my sleeves, it's long sleeve, but white, all the way to the wrist, very form-fitting. And my pants are a matching green, very sleek, you see. And I got white boots, because my boots match my sleeves. And my hat is, um, it's it's very small, but it, it, it just kind of covers my head. Very little brim, but there is a brim all the way around. And uh, I don't know, that, that, that's pretty much me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you very much. Great. You're looking dapper. Hopefully you can keep your clothes clean in this adventure. Oh, uh, I, next... I'm sure I will. Thank you. <laughs> uh, next, we're also playing with Graveyard. Hello and good evening. Uh, bef- uh, what I look like is a uh, very tall, about six foot five inches uh, automaton robot with a singular ocular input device uh where a face would be it glows blue um and i'm wearing my night watch uniform as per usual uh the last time i went on an excursion with my friends uh there was quite a bit of water so you might notice that my uh standard issue poncho is being worn as usual and uh freshly waxed and waterproofed as well as the rest of my body has been Coated with a layer of oil to prevent any rust that might occur. Hmm. Seems some foresight has left you prepared. All right, and last to join us is Rufus. Hello, hello, I am Rufus uh, Carbuncle. I am a uh, human old man. Not that old. I'm in my f- late 40s. I have thick salt and pepper mutton chops along my face and kind of just ruffled up. Salt and pepper hair, never looking good, always looking like I just recently got out of a ship battle or off the beach, probably some seaweed on me, pretty much at all times. I have a hook for a hand on one side and a shield on my other, which is just a ship's wheel, remodeled to be a shield. And uh, 
Yeah, that's me. I want to find treasure and see what this swamp has for us today. Yeah, well, it's not quite the sea, but hopefully there's still enough water to whep your appetite. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I got I got the first pun that of the night pun. in there. <laughs> All right. Very awesome. So you guys are starting off the day in the Fire Breathing's Kitten Hall. It's, uh, you know, the guild building is relatively full, uh, but people seem to be going about their own business. Uh, there are some flyers on the job board, but there are a couple in particular that look a little different. Uh, most of the job flyers sometimes look professional, you know, on parchment and in black ink, very standard typing. Uh, there are three different flyers on there that one is in blue parchment, one is pink parchment, and one is green parchment. And you can see that it's all written in different colors of ink and different handwriting styles. Uh, but what are you guys doing right now in the guild hall? Uh, I think Rufus just kind of like finished off a tall glass of ale, kind of slams it down on the table, wipes up his mutton chops. And I, I think I would just look around to see if there's anyone, one of my friends around. Um, Graveyard Shift is just vibing in the corner, reading a book, <laughs> waiting for uh, more assignments to come through. Uh, he doesn't really know what to do with himself when he's not working. I would say that Lothario's probably uh, in the men's room, and I want to make sure my goatee is uh, just right, because I like to keep it crisp, you know what I mean? And so before I go even out into the the common room of the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild Hall, I want to make sure I'm looking good so that our organization looks good, you know? So I'm I'm delicately trying to make sure everything's lined up. But I'm I'm almost to the end because I've got this down pat. <laughs> I think that I would go. So you, so you said there was a pink, a green, and a blue, and a blue. Yeah, I think yeah. Rufus would get up. He'd probably give Graveyard a little. I don't, I don't wear a hat, but you know, like a nod, like a like the the what's up nod, and uh, I will walk over to the board and I want to look at the blue one. The blue one, all right. So you can see written on here, there uh, is very scrawled. Uh, what is it like swirly handwriting, um, almost in a cursive fashion. And it says in just a very pithy and succinct manner, looking for adventurers, ingredients needed. Please come to Gardilu and ask for Greta and the Achawala Swamp. Hmm. Hey, uh, hey, graveyard. You, what you up to? What are you, what are you doing today? Oh, I was just enjoying the peace and quiet, but uh, wishing that there was maybe something to do. Uh, do you have a suggestion? Mm, peace and quiet's boring, I say. That we look, hey, check this out, and I rip off the blue one and I hand it to Graveyard. Um, he holds it, and you just see the, the um, aperture of the lens on his face like close and open again. Um, and, uh, and he goes, are we going to pick flowers? I mean, it doesn't say that specifically, but it does say ingredients, so 
A swamp? Uh, I, are there swamp flowers? I don't spend time in swamps. Me neither, but I like flowers. At this um, moment, I, I, uh, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Griff. <laughs> I was just going to say I want to see if there's flowers in the swamp. <laughs> uh, right as my, my companions are talking to themselves, or talking to each other, I should say, I'm going to exit the bathroom, take a stretch, say, good morning, y'all. And then I'm going to look at the job board and I'm going to see the green parchment. Because seeing as how I'm wearing green already, I'm going to pick up the green one and uh, start reading it. And I will go visit my friends in a moment. But, you know, I want to see what jobs are available. Of course. So the green one, uh, the writing is in all capital letters. And uh, there are a lot of exclamation points riddled throughout. And it says, adventurers needed. Need ingredients for a special gift. Please inquire at Gardilu and ask for Alana in the Achawala Swamp. Um, not to be uh, necessarily uh, hasty, uh, Graveyard also looks at the other notices, seeing a pattern of fun inks and asking for ingredients and he pulls down the next closest letter which color ink would that be so that would be pink and so that one the handwriting looks almost like chicken scratch it's very hard to read but thankfully they only have bullet points listed and it says adventurers needed ingredients <laughs> guardy lou <laughs> kin this is my favorite Achawala swamp <laughs> Uh, uh, succinct and to the point. Yeah, I'll, since I was talking to Graveyard, I think I'll kind of like look at uh, this post that he just pulled down, and I'll be like, oh, it seems like uh, there's a pattern here. Um, it, these it seems like three people want ingredients. What are you reading over there, uh, Lothario? Hey, uh, how you doing, Rufus? Uh, I just pulled down this job notice from the job board, and turns out, there is a job in my hometown of Gaudilu, so I'm very excited. Uh, what you reading? Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Achawala? Achawala's one? Oh, yes. yeah, that's Achawala. a swamp. That's is, right. that, is that near Gaudilu? Yeah, I, my home is actually, oh, I should say my parents' home is very near there. Well, fascinating. I mean, we could, these all are kind of right in the same area. We could all, we, could, do you think we could do three... Three birds, one uh, stone. Older. I don't know why I had a hard time thinking of the word stone, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're a man of the sea, so not too many stones out there. That's I, true. I understand. That's true. <laughs> so uh, my, mine is yelling at me. It's all caps. <laughs> and I don't know if I like that kind of commanding language. Um, Alana, I believe. Well, we'll see. I think we should... Find each of these folks and see what they need. And maybe you're right. Maybe we can get paid three times. Mm. Money is good. Three letters, three times the flowers. What was the name on the th on the one graveyard pulled? Uh, Kin. K-I-N. Okay. Can you review the names of uh, the other two as well, just for my <laughs> records? <laughs> so I'm pretty sure for the first one I said Greta. Right. Yes. Okay. Yep. Great. Yes. I was like, it's either Greta or Gretchen, and I can't remember what I said. Uh, so Greta is the one with the blue parchment and the swirly lettering, and then Alana is the one with the green parchment and the all caps, and then Kin is the one with the pink parchment and the chicken scratch handwriting. 
Excellent. Do, do we get the vibe that that they're like? Is it like you know, like you open up a construction paper booklet and there's many different colors? Are these like the same paper? Like, <laughs> yeah, they look pretty similar. Okay. I mean, they kind of seem like maybe they came from the same place. They're all they they want ingredients. I kind of wish they would have said what. <laughs> Well, maybe they're looking for different ingredients, or maybe if they told us what ingredients they're looking for, we might say no, because these ingredients are dangerous. <laughs> that but, is uh, what I was implying. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, I'll tell you what, there are three of us, and there are three letters, so let's go ahead and go down to Gaudidu if you guys are down, and uh, let's find out what we can find out. I agree. I we am... should set off at once. Uh, yeah. Before we do... Uh, would it be all right if I traded? I would prefer that blue parchment because that that script is beautiful. Which and one did you had the? I, I have the green one that's yelling at me. And uh, <laughs> if you want, I mean, maybe y'all are better a bit about being yelled at. But I I don't like being yelled at. Number one and number two, I love the beautiful things of this world, and that script is beautiful. I have no opinions on the matter and i handed you that one uh so i have the green one that was alana and caps lock okay <laughs> i don't know if it matters but i'm writing it all day nope fair enough i didn't think necessarily about caps lock when i read that but now that <laughs> makes a lot of sense <laughs> okay i switch with uh how do we um i assume we can't take a boat Last time we hung out, we took a boat, oh, and that I was familiar say, territory. No, it's a quick train ride. I've been, I mean, I go back and forth visit my parents quite often. I mean, I live here in Nicomore now, but I do visit them. So if you all just want to hop on a train, we can get, we can be down there lickety split. I mean. I have absolutely no reservations about a train. I'm going to, Rufus like sees you guys both agree, and he's like, uh, Oh, yeah, sure. No, tra it's fine. Well, Trains I, are fine. And I, he just like <laughs> stares off oh. into nothingness. <laughs> well, perhaps there is a sea train we could take that would make you more comfortable. A it, sea train. It would, it, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's go find the sea train. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go down to the harbor and find out if uh, the universe can provide us a sea train. <laughs> So you go down to the harbor asking for a sea train and they're like, you, you mean a ship? See, I don't, I don't know. Can we, we I don't think we can get to Guardi Lou via ship. I don't know. I, I, we can do the train. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine either way. We can get there via ship. We're on the East coast here in Guasso and Guardi Lou's <laughs> on the South coast. It's just around the bend. Either way is good. I like trains. And I like ships. I mean, our last encounter was not great with the ships, but we figured it out. So That's true. Yeah. Uh, either way, we can do it. It couldn't get any worse than last time. <laughs> That's true. We're, we're uh, semi-professional uh, seafarers. So, what, But at the same time, how, how ridiculous would it be to take a ship versus a train time-wise? <laughs> <laughs> well... It, I am not super familiar with the geography, but I'm pretty sure a train can just cut straight through whereas and go faster. 
than a ship because like i mean what a ship can depending on the size of the ship it'd probably be like what 15 to 20 knots and that's still not as fast as like that's real fast for a sailboat too yeah exactly (laughs) and and that's winds permitting i mean so i tell you what we'll do we'll take the train and while we're on the train i'm gonna make sea sounds for my man rufus (laughs) and then he'll feel at home and then everybody's happy all right i'll allow it but um, I will say that uh, as soon as I get on said train, uh, I'm like finding a room with no windows. I've just decided that just Rufus is just not cool with trains. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're still in the guild hall, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to grab a bag of salt. Interesting. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'm curious to see what you choose to do with a bag of salt. It's a surprise tool that will help us later. <laughs> I'm down. I dig it. All right. So you guys set off to Gardilu in the train. Seeing Rufus's trepidation, you're able to find the most sea-themed train. <laughs> and so it's just like on the windows, they have like waves for most of it. Like you can still see the mm-hmm. outside, but it's like... You know, it's got a little bit of that aesthetic to try and like be thematic. I like it. Rufus is just like digging yeah. his hook hand into his thigh, like you know, like everything's fine. It's fine. We're fine here. <laughs> you know, graveyard shift notices that, and he puts a, a hand on his a placative hand on his shoulder. And being quite tall, it's more like just kind of like a a low hand, kind of let down a little bit on his shoulder, <laughs> and uh, um. He, he he looks down, and he says, "Look, a, a land ship." At the the train, you you are saying that the train is a land ship, a, a rail ship, a land boat, hmm. whatever sp- you might want to call it. I just got to think positively. All right, are we there yet? I'm <laughs> in an effort to make Rufus more comfortable, and seeing as how Graveyard has waterproofed himself, I'm gonna throw water <laughs> in their direction. So it's like the, the spritz of the sea. It's like, hey, look, you're alive and you're traveling. And this is what normally happens. So I'm going to go ahead and go splash and splash him. Because I, I just so happen to have a bucket of seawater for some reason. Uh, instantly calm. Instantly calm down. Yeah, that, that, that was also where the salt was going to make an appearance. I just throw it in the air. Ah, <laughs> uh, that... Ah, the brine. I, it's almost, and my eyes are closed. It's like, it's almost like I can feel the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> there are like other people in the train that get hit with some of the salt and water and they're just turning around like, what the, did someone spit on me? What is this? And then I'm going to make see, uh, this, seagull This is part sounds. of the immersive experience. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, seagulls. All right. Rufus calms down, but... Uh, but vows to only do this on the way back and never again. Probably not, but, you know. <laughs> so with an mostly uneventful train ride, uh, you guys land at the station in Gardilu. You step out and it is humid. It's almost like, I mean, like, Nicomoy is a coastal town. You get the breeze and everything, so you don't really feel that moist heat very often. But oh boy, stepping onto this platform, it's like it's like you're you just got soaked all over again, Rufus. It's just hot and sticky this time instead of 
cold and salty. Hmm. This place is terrible. <laughs> oh, no, man. This is great. It's like when you walk outside, it's like the, the air is giving you a big old warm hug. <laughs> um, almost like a can of beer or a can of uh, pop. Uh, there's just condensation all over Graveyard Shift. And the exposed metal, just condensation. I suppose it's a good thing you oiled yourself, Graveyard. You look, uh, you look damp. Yeah, uh, this, th- I'm sensing a pattern when I travel with you, too. <laughs> you don't sweat, do you? I mean, you're looking a little bit nervous. Oh, I, I, I assure you I am completely calm. Okay, cool. Uh, just drenched in condensation <laughs> from the humid air. <laughs> So, Lothario, this being your home turf, uh, you would be somewhat familiar with Achawala Swamp, having heard of it. And you would also typically know people don't usually go in there unless they're dressed for the occasion. Uh, You want to blend in in the swamp. There are a lot of things where if you're an outsider, it'll snatch you up like that. So, you know, in Gardilou, if you're ever headed out there, it is common practice to disguise yourself a little bit, get into the uh, swampy groove, if you will, before heading out. Uh, hey, uh, why don't you two come over to my parents' house? And we got a closet full of uh, swamp-ready clothes. If we're going to go into Archelana Swamp, we should be dressed for the occasion. We need to be ready so we don't get um, even more scuffed, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yes, of course, yes. Uh, lead the way. All right. It's I just would a... love to meet your parents. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be home. Um, what time? What? What time of day is it? Would you say? Mm, it's probably like mid afternoon during a work week. So yeah, they, they if they got home out. early. So both my parents are teachers, and uh, so my my daddy. He teaches magic, and my mama teaches music, and they're at their respective schools. And so, unless you want to see them at their schools, we could do that, but we might interrupt their lessons. We can just go ahead and go to my, on to my house, and they're, they're cool. They're, they'll let us borrow whatever we need. Very well. Um, let us proceed. Great. Lothario, do you want to describe your house? <laughs> it's uh, quite the walk over there. You know your city much better than I do. So feel free to take the reins with this description. Yeah, no problem. So as we're walking down the road, so uh, Godloop has a lot of different sections uh, based on the immigrant patterns of the past. And uh, we live in like the Albion section. So it's kind of, um, it's got that flavor and uh, it's nice. Oh, uh, it's it's a narrow three-story brick and stucco townhome. It's got some wrought iron uh, gates and balconies and whatnot. And uh, my room, or the room that they still keep for me, I should say, is on the third floor. And uh, my brother might be there, but he might be at school, so we might run into him. We might not. But as we're walking down, you're gonna smell delicious food, probably uh, sea smells that might make Rufus feel at home, and. Uh, we're going to hear music because there is music all around this city and it is delightful. Um, I mean, I, I'm trying to make delightful music as well, but uh, that that's not the point right now. We're trying to get to my parents' house. So um, I hope y'all are feeling at home 
and uh, I want to be as hospitable as possible. Now, um, I know you said it's hot and humid, and I think that's fantastic, but I know you're probably not used to that kind of weather. So we'll get you some light clothing that isn't too hot, but still you blend in and you're ready for the swamp. Very well. Um, I wouldn't mind getting my watch uniform off and not getting it all muddy. He says lifting like one leg out of kind of the 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 mud of 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 the street if it is a dirt street. Um, otherwise, he shakes off more condensation. Now we've had several mayors saying that they're gonna pave all the roads with cobblestones, uh, but they turns out they don't uh, use that money what you call appropriately. But they do throw the best parties. So if you get an invitation to a mayor's party, you should definitely go. Do they, do the mayors, like, mayor at all, or is it all just parties? Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, they might, but... That's I mean, not I don't really... care. I'm a pirate, but I was just curious. <laughs> all I know is, um, when those parties come around, you want to get an invite. That's, that's, that's as much into politics as I am. Hey, oh, right. so that's what parties are. Uh, I, I guess it's like a political party. Hold on. Now, Graveyard, have you not, have you never been to a party? Um, no. What, are they, are they nice? Oh, man. Lothario, we gotta, you know, we gotta figure that, we gotta figure this out. I tell you what, after this is done, we're going to a party. And if we can't find a party, we're going to make a party. Okay. Like, like an adventuring party. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, think of it like this. Uh, it's an event. That is fun. That has, might have activities, probably music, definitely food, and uh, a good time. Okay, I'm, I'm a little confused because I'm having a good time. I'm with my friends, and I'm doing an activity that is possibly exciting and enjoyable. I, mm-hmm. I thought this was a party. You got music and food right now. He tries to whistle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're. That's the. It's really the only thing you're missing. But yeah. um, do you remember when we were on the ship and we died like three times? <laughs> mm. That was not. That, f- that was not fun. No. So that's like the opposite of a of a party. I think. Oh okay. That'd be like it was, it was like yeah. a like a board meeting, like <laughs> we an all were, hands. We meeting. were a party, but it was not a party. You know. Ah. Yeah, that was that was the worst party. That you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Graveyard Shift looks down and just kind of like takes one arm and just kind of rubs his elbow like people do when they think about bad things. <laughs> but yeah, Rufus is right. Like think of the opposite of that. And you're going to be having a good time. Oh, like, I'd like to do something like that. Even better than like right now with us. I know we're cool, but it's even cooler than that. Better than this? If you can imagine. Oh. I'll take that as a compliment, though. Thank you. I want to. I want to go to one of those. All right, we make our way to to your parents' house, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let me get the key. It. It. it uh, can y'all turn around? We we hide the key in an area on the patio, <laughs> but I don't want everybody knowing where this key is. All right. I. I turn around, but you know, I'm gonna try to take a peek. <laughs> That's cool. Gra- Graveyard's torso swivels. And his legs are still facing forward, but his top half is facing the opposite way. Oh, 
that's a nice trick. All right, I'm going to go again. So uh, it is hidden under the ivy plant pot. And so I tilt it up. I get the key and I open it up. And I say, all right, come on in, y'all. And uh, I point him to the closet where the swamp clothes are. And then I say, hey, uh, graveyard, there's also some potty clothes right next to it. So if you want to put those in your pack, we can go to the potty right after. So as soon as you open the door and you start talking, you hear a voice from inside. Now, who is talking about potty clothes in my baby's house? Oh, is that you, Grandma D? It better be Grandma D. Otherwise, I don't know who else is in here. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't know you'd be here, Grandma. So, hey, uh, it's Lothario, your your favorite grandson. I know you got two, but I'm your favorite. Everybody knows that. Um, these are my friends slash co-workers. This is uh, right here, Graveyard Shift. And this is Rufus. Uh, Carbuncle, I believe, is his last name. But he doesn't go by his last name very often. Mm. And I so, say ma'am. Perfect. <clears throat> you see coming out um, an older elf. Uh, who bears a striking resemblance to Lothario and uh, holds herself in quite high esteem. She's dressed rather modestly, but she holds herself with an authority that looks a little bit annoyed at all times, as many grandmas do. And she says, Now, Lothario, do your parents know that you're in town? This is the first time I've seen you come in unannounced. I'm sorry, Grandma D. I know I should be more proper. You raised me right. What can I say? Um, well, to be honest with you, we just got a job. Actually, three jobs. You'll be very proud of us. And it takes place right here in Gaudiloo. And But my friends ain't never been here before, and they need to be dressed appropriately. You know how important propriety is. So I want to make sure that they are taken care of, because we are supposed to be hospitable folks. Am I right? Of course you're right, baby. Now, where are you going in Gardaloo exactly? I have not heard of anything that would need venturers, much less venturers from Nicomoy coming down here. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and show her. I'm going to hand her my blue parchment and say, so we got three parchments very similar to this, and it says we're, we're going to go down to the swamp just down the way. Down to the swamp? And she goes and looks through your paper, and she says... I ain't never heard no Greta before, but it seems rather innocuous. So, as long as you promise not to get your daddy's clothes wet, I'm sure it'll be fine. Grandma D, you know we're going to get wet. We ain't got to Mmm, that's no excuse, Lothario. You know that we dress respectably here, and that means keeping your clothes dry. Yes, ma'am. Don't matter the weather outside, don't matter how sweaty and humid it is. We are clean folk. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> All right. Now, don't y'all come back here in the evening, okay? Not before I get dinner ready. Y'all are staying for supper. So I say, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> mm, go no. ahead on that one. Lacking you already. No, she good. She make a, she make a good supper. Don't worry about it. Hey, uh, Grandma D, my my friend Rufus, he he likes seafood. Uh, is that true, Rufus? I hope I'm right. Oh yes, no. This okay. is basically, all I eat is seafood. Okay, so if you got any crawfish or uh, any any fish of any kind, I think that would probably. I I mean, I know whatever you're gonna make is gonna be great, but you know. 
Oh yeah, we can do a whole fry. We can do a stew. Don't you worry your pretty head. I'll make all your favorites with seafood instead of beef like I know you like it. That's true, Grandma D. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, hey, Graveyard, do, mm. do you eat? I mean, I don't mean to be rude. I, I do not. Um, I can appreciate cooking um, by looking at it and watching it be made, but unfortunately, I have no input uh, for organic matter for you fuel. don't eat. Nah, baby, we're going to make sure you eat good. <laughs> Trust me, maybe you don't taste other organic matter, but you will taste this organic matter. I promise you that. Yes, ma'am. I will try. <laughs> a good head on his shoulders, too. You're making good friends, Lothario. I'm proud of you. Well, you always told me to hang out with a good crowd, and I think I found one. Mm-hmm. Sure looks like it. Now go ahead and help yourself to whatever you need in here. Just make sure you come back clean and safe. Uh, yes, ma'am. Oh, by the way, uh, we got these two other job flyers. Do you know anything about, I know you said you don't know anything about Greta, but you know anything about a, a person named Ken or Alana? Oh, yeah, Ken. They appear at the market sometimes, but I uh, never really talk to them. What do they, I mean, are they like selling stuff at the market or you just run into them because they're shopping at the market? No, they'll always bring some tonics of some sort out there. Sometimes I get them if my, uh, my knees are feeling bad, but I don't know. Never really talk to them. Invite them to dinner, too. Why not? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'll do that. And I lean over to Graveyard, and I'm like, see, now this sounds like it might be a party. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Will the mayor be there? <laughs> no, it's not going to be. Uh, at at oh. this point, anything's possible. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll run into the mayor, but. I'll take care of the music, y'all. All All right, I'm going to eat. There might be a mare. I'm excited. (laughs) Well, I'll go ahead and uh, get in the closet then, and I'm going to hand different swamp, like, waiters and uh, breathable shirts to to my friends and myself, and I'll point out where the restrooms are or private rooms where they can change, and then I kind of look at Graveyard Shift being... um, not necessarily organic, and not knowing if he would need these clothes per se, but I'll, I'll, I'll offer him anyway. Um, I will graciously accept them. Uh, like we said, when in uh, Gardilu, uh, do do as the Gardilu do. <laughs> that sounds like a song. Yeah, that was good. If that was a cue to sing, I, I'm not taking it. Oh no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making a mental note that will uh, transform into a written note later on. I think that's a great title. <laughs> I low-key really okay. want to hear a song at the end of this episode now, but I won't hold you to that. Oh, I appreciate you us uh, not holding us to that. <laughs> um, All right. I'm definitely going to throw on a pair of waiters. Wise choice. I So is there anything in particular you guys... Uh, want to bring in terms of camouflage not only are there muck boots or waders or coveralls it's uh you have some like headdresses with like ferns on it and then you have like some shoulder pads that look like there's moss growing on there all wild is there anything a little crazier you guys want to wear i do 100 percent. uh i think now i don't know because this isn't my 
swamp closet. Like, you know, uh, you know, like weird wet swamp plants that are like all that are there in the water, like lily pad type thing. Oh, yeah. If there was anything that just looked moist or is moist and basically I'm thinking like kelp, but for the swamp. I would want, like, an outfit made of weird, wet swamp cabbage. <laughs> oh, um, Sue's Foster Tong. That's, that's a water plant in freshwater. There you go. Generally in the southern states. There you go. I don't know what that looks like. It even has a letter that isn't part of our alphabet in it. It's oh. it's It's bright green, kind of kelpy, but, like, you know when you, like, not like the long kelp forests in, like, salt water. It's more, like, um, like dense and has, like... Um, kind of bulbous leaves on it um not doing a great job of explaining it that's fine it's more this instead of one long leaf <laughs> like a piece of kelp it's more like uh more foliage and it's a lot more um uh there's higher surface area to absorb more sunlight and it's like a bright green it's really pretty oh that's great so what you have is just like there's a flat <laughs> cap that goes on your head and then all of that vegetation just like flows around your face and down your shoulders and down your chest it like gets all the way down to like your knees and you're just wearing like a super long headdress i love it rufus instantly is feeling more at home in i don't know why but he is <laughs> um i would try to search out um more along you know the moss that grows on trees in marshy areas mm -hmm. um i'd want a collection of that from like a myriad of different colors yeah so you find anything ranging from like again blue and pink and green funny enough but you also find some purples you find some rust oranges and burnt yellows and it all just becomes like like, they're parts of fabric that you can stick onto yourselves. Like, there's an adhesive to it that you assume is waterproof. And you can just stick them all over you in whatever pattern you would desire. Okay. Um, there is going to be a, um, like, that rusty color. It's going to be the fire and from a, from a kitten. And I'm going to pick a lighter color of, like, a gray or a white on my chest um, for, like, a kitten. Oh, that's great. So I'm gonna, I have a traditional go under the swamp suit, so to speak, and my jacket is covered in cattails. So I'm gonna put my cattail jacket on, and uh, it, they're mostly sticking up a shoulder level and whatnot, but uh, it, it's very dapper. Okay, very stylish cattails all over. It even extends a little bit like onto the arms and whatnot, so that like if you're floating, you just kind of... From the uh, from the sky, you just look like a bunch of cattails. Uh, yes, that's correct. Perfect. All right. You guys are all dressed and ready to go to Achawala Swamp. And it's kind of an easy walk, at least through Gardilu itself. But then as soon as you leave the uh, city limit, it just becomes like mud. And every step you take is just... Like your your feet are getting sucked in and it is it's hard to lift your feet. If a, if graveyard shift had muscles, they would be burning like yours too are. <laughs> <clears throat> this was far more like romantic in my mind when we first agreed to do the swamp thing. But this this is going to be tough. So yes. it's not. 
I, I agree. Um, I, I think we should press on. No one needs a rest though, do they? I'm quite tall. You could ride on my shoulders, possibly. <laughs> I look back and we're like, what, like a hundred feet from city? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, uh, not yet. No, I think maybe we'll get a little further. Yeah, once you get a, a handle on the pace of what you're trying to do, it's quite easy. So just don't stay in one place too long. And uh, it's just like, I mean... I've been out here noodling for years, so I kind of have a handle on how to get through this mud. Just kind of, just keep going. Don't, don't stop unless you got a reason. (laughs) So it's probably another uh, couple hundred feet that you guys start heading into the Ochawala Swamp, where you find a medium-sized building. It looks kind of more like a lodge, and just a sign next to it that says, last rest stop for a hundred miles and you can see they're like rocking chairs on the porch and there are lights on inside um and there's sound laughter talking etc etc uh but if you'd like to stop in here for rest information etc before you head into the swamp this is your last chance to do so I would definitely like to do so, sir. Number one, I did not bring my cigarettes, and I would like to go inside and purchase some cigarette, tobacco cigarettes specifically. And uh, and while we're here, maybe we can find out about more more about Ken, Greta, and Alana. Mm. Is there a uh, storefront at all to this? Is there items? Is this like a gift shop? <laughs> what kind of like... Vibe is the last rest stop in the swamp. It's kind of like it's it's like one of those stores where it's part general store, part restaurant, and <laughs> part gambling hall. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like it's just like this lot, and it's not even really that big. You know, it's like a general pit stop area, but. On the left side is the general store, and you just have a wall of goods and a counter for paying. And then in the middle is tables and chairs. And then on the right-hand side, there's, like, card tables, and you've got, like, dice rollers, and you've got a little, like, machine that spits out parchment, and you have a bingo wheel. (laughs) Oh, man. Rufus goes to the gambling side of things immediately. Is there a game you'd like to play? <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, yeah, bingo for sure. I'm just curious. <laughs> like a yeah, you said a wheel, right? Wait, no, bingo. Is that yeah? Is it's that like right? one of those cage wheels, right? Oh, oh, okay. I was thinking like a spinny wheel. Um, how about dice? Let's go dice. Okay, there is a one person at the dice table right now. They kind of look like they're wearing a uniform, but the only thing uniform about it is that they're wearing a vest and everything else is like they're wearing muck boots and coveralls. <laughs> uh, I lean over to Lothario and Graveyard and I say, I'm going to go see if I can find out some information. And I jingle some coins and head over to the dice place. Okay. okay well, we'll play it cool because, you know, they might sucker you into spending all your money i i should have warned you before we <laughs> entered this rest stop that every single rest stop has a gambling hall and they are <laughs> insidious a house always wins if you know what i'm saying 
Well, I mean, the house can't always win, and I move over. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you go over, and it's a relatively young person. They look like they're maybe like 17 or 18, you know, in school, but maybe skipping it to do their part-time job sort of thing. Um, They're a tiefling with purple skin and uh, rather small horns, but they're um, they're thick. And uh, they look at you as you approach and their eyes widen and they say, I, I've never seen you around here before. Are you new? <laughs> uh, yes, lad, I am Rufus T. Carbuncle and I am here to take all your money. <laughs> <laughs> The youth audibly laughs and says, I'm not sure you know how it works around here, sir, but uh, my money's not being taken. You can certainly try, though. Well, the beauty of gambling is, you know, I only have so much money to start with, so really it's a, it'll be fine. Let's do it. I want to (laughs) play. All right. And so the game we'll play will use the 3D6 system that is set up for Swamp Troll Witches. And so uh, what we'll do is it's not going to be exactly like how uh, the game does it. You will roll 3D6 and let's see, the highest would be 18 and the lowest would be three. So if you roll, oh my God, my health, uh, if you end up rolling a... 12 or higher, you will end up winning that bet. Mm. And if it's lower, you'll end up losing. And I'm making this relatively simple uh, just because I didn't have dice on me because I was not expecting to roll dice as the GM or All right. as the Oracle. I uh, Rufus uh, leans over and he snatches up the dice and he's like, <laughs> easy, easy. And he rolls... <laughs> A ten. <laughs> <laughs> the youth looks down and goes, "Easy indeed." Uh, well, as a side note, while we're here, you know, some of us are winning money. Um, are we? Do you know of a Greta or an Lana or a Kim? Kim, sorry, Kim. Uh, oh yeah. No, I'm, I know all three of them. They come in here sometimes. Oh, they gamble. And oh. I no, they don't. They don't gamble. They just go to the general store. They go and catch a bite to eat. They're uh, they're all pretty close friends, actually. Do they perhaps purchase ingredients? And I say it really loud so Lothario and Graveyard can hear me say the word <laughs> ingredients as if I'm onto something. Oh, uh, I mean. Not that I've seen. Most of the time, if they're buying from the general store, it's uh, paper and ink, some clothes sometimes. But they usually go and uh, get ingredients on their own. They go and sell tonics over at the uh, local night market in Godaloo. Hmm. I see, I see. I hold my uh, hand over my eyes like I'm disappointed that Rufus would have brought up this uh, information because it's like everybody knows you get stuff from the swamp that's why we're in the swamp <laughs> but Rufus may not know that so I, I feel, cut him a break yeah he feels like he's learning so much worthwhile information right now 
So I, I go ahead and whisper to, to Rufus, hey, man, and hey, Graveyard, while you're here too, I whisper to you, uh, they want us to get ingredients because they can't get it from the general store. This is more for like coffee and stuff that you can't get out in the swamp. Hmm. Okay. So our objective then would be to find these uh, three ladies uh, in the flesh, in the swamp, and ask them exactly what they need. That sounds good to me, yeah. Hey, uh, lad, do you know anyone, uh, do you know where they live, these these three close friends in the swamp? Oh, yeah, they, uh, they're probably a mile or two up the, up the river from here. Uh, all their houses are pretty far spread apart from themselves, but you'll reach, uh, you'll reach Greta's house first, then another mile or two after that, you'll reach Kin's house, and then a mile or two after that, you'll reach Lana's house. I look at Lothario and I say, the house always wins, huh? And then I'm going to roll one more time on the gambling <laughs> table uh, before we leave. I rolled, a, I rolled an eight. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and hold my hand to my eyes again and shake my head and it's like, no, man, that, just go to the general store if you want something. <laughs> <laughs> the youth just uh, looks at you one more time, Rufus, and says, uh, yeah. Mr. Carbuncle, sir, if you ever want to come by again, feel free. I just might. All right, let's go. I'm out of money. <clears throat> hold, hold on. I'm going to ask the Oracle something, I guess, out of mm. game. So in the Swamp Troll Witches system, we got a couple of different um, character traits, we'll say. Craftiness, magic, personality, relaxation, etc. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this gambling stuff would be akin to... The relaxation skill, uh, used for low effort problem solving and relaxing, and th- this seems relaxation oriented. I would say. Would you say that is the case? I mean, if you find losing money relaxing, <laughs> well, not well. the playing <laughs> is relaxing. The losing no, is I, not not relaxing. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that counts. So, what's your skill in that, Rufus? In relaxation, is plain skill. So, uh, no modifier. Yeah, I'm then. not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so I will. I will try to impress my friends, and potentially the person working at the table. And I will say, "Hey, uh, let me just take one roll, even though it's uh, all my instincts say this is a terrible idea. I'm gonna go ahead and roll because I have a high skill in relaxation, which gives me a plus two to the first die. So I'm gonna go ahead and roll." And I got a a 13, but I'm going to go ahead and add two to the first die, and that gives me a 15. That's perfect. So you roll Lothario, and the youth says, Ah, well, I'd expect a local to do a little better than an outsider. Yeah, you know how we do. Thank you very much. Where do I collect my winnings? Uh, and at that, the youth just kind of, like, looks to the side and says, Well, Technically, I'm not allowed to give you any winnings, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll just I'll just give you uh the good man's money back. Although uh, he can feel free to come back and uh, try his luck again. I, I I'm gonna go ahead and subtly shake my head to Rufus, like no, that's a terrible idea. Let's just take our money and go. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you guys would like to pick up from the general store or the restaurant before you head out? Hmm. Should we, if we're gathering ingredients, should we get 
baskets or some kind of sack or satchel. That's a fine idea. Um, do they sell those at the general store? They most certainly do. Okay, so I go over to the stab and grab. <laughs> awesome. So uh, most of the bags are uh, wicker bags, woven bags, and they all look the same, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you just grab one and it's the same bag as anything else, but it only costs one gold. Okay. So. Gentlemen, would we need one per, or do you think just one of us holding one would be all right? I think it'd be wise if we each had our own, just in case. Keep with the theming of the uh, one per adventure post. All right, well, I've got this one, and I'll buy three baskets. Perfect. Oh, The uh, general shop owner just gives you a smile. Doesn't really say anything, just smiles and nods and keeps doing what they're doing. I'm going to ask the general store owner if he has any snips, like for snipping herbs or whatnot. Ooh. Uh, They'll hear you, and they will give a nod. And from underneath the counter, they'll bring up three uh, small shears. I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, well, how much are these snips, my my good man? And they hold up one finger. Hmm. And then Is that point one to, per? And then they'll point to one snip. One finger, oh, one I snip. See. Okay, well, I got three gold, so that'll work out. Let me go ahead and fish around in my pockets. Okay, here's three gold. Thank you for these three snips. And then I hand them to my friends. Smiles and nods again. Gives a little bit bow of the head, kind of saying, like, thank you for your service. Or thank you for your patronage. That's the right phrase. <laughs> I I, re- I interpreted the nod correctly. I'm a I'm an expert in nod interpretation. <laughs> uh, is there a to go cup at the restaurant with <laughs> with alcohol in it? Uh, well, seeing as how there's no trash can, you can really throw it in in the swamp. Or until you get to guardy loot. They're very careful of not, like, giving things that you can litter. So there's no to-go. Oh. But they, if you have a, uh, a flask or a canteen of Ooh. some sort, they're happy to fill it. I actually do have a glass bottle. Oh, that would work. So I ask for a fill-up of their finest swamp grog. There is a strong smell as they uh, fill up that bottle. All right. There's a little bit of mustiness. There's a lot of alcohol smell, though. (laughs) Love it. Some moonshine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's all I want. Awesome. All right. So you guys leave the final rest stop and you travel a couple miles. Um, You guys have the choice of going to any of the three houses first. Mm, what do you guys think? Um, the uh, the blue one that I... that Or no, no, I don't have that anymore. That, um, that Lothario has was the fanciest. There's an... There's a... There's sort of a... Um, expectation of presentation there, maybe. I don't know. Um, but... Uh, I also am fond of the one Graveyard has. It was very curt and to the point. No frilliness. So, what are you guys feeling? 
I'm quite copacetic with either. However, for efficiency's sake, was there not one house that was on the way to the other ones? Like they're all in a line. So yeah, I think that was Kinshell house comes first. Is that correct? Uh, it was Greta's house that came first, and then Greta's Kins, house, and then Alana's. Sounds like you folks are in agreement, and I will go ahead and second both of y'all. Where uh, Greta, with a swirly, beautiful script that I have on this blue parchment right here, we'll go to her house first because it is closest. We'll find out what's going on with her. We'll see if she, apparently they're friends. Uh, she's friends with Ken and uh, Alana. And so we can go from there and find out what's going on and go to each house in succession, if that's all right with y'all. Sounds like a plan. Yes, let us away. Squishy steps. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep moving. (laughs) Maybe it's a little more wet than that. Um, yeah, so after about a mile or two, um, following, uh, one of the larger streams slash rivers that runs through this swamp, you come to a small hut on stilts. It is in the river itself, close to a bank, um, but still in the river. And you can see it is a circular hut, looks to be about one room with a thatched roof with a little bit of pitch on the top of it to kind of help prevent leaking and things like that. And uh, small windows that dot the entire circumference of this hut. Uh, There does not seem to be any door that you can see, but there is a ladder that goes uh, from the bottom of the river about 10 feet to where the hut sits upon the stilts. Is it, um, is it, you seem like in Gardilu, everyone is worried about hospitality and, um, presentation. Is it rude to just walk up and ring on someone's doorbell or knock on the door or are we fine? I would say that, uh, wherever the front door is, that's, as far as you should go. And then you should go ahead and knock on the door, ring the doorbell, whatever they got going on. But uh, I think it's completely appropriate to walk up the ladder and knock on the door, but just then wait right there. Okay. Well, who wants to go first? <laughs> I, 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 whose uh, personality score is, you know, oh, up there? I have high control, which, if you're wondering what that means at home, means... That when I make a roll of 3d6, I can rearrange the dice in any order, and the first, second, and third dice all coincide with a different aspect of that interaction. Mm. So, based on that information, gentlemen, um, I wouldn't mind having an interaction with this Greta character. I also have high control, but I am perfectly at ease letting you lead this uh, expedition. I will stay down in the from the ladder and I'm going to practice my swamp camouflage (laughs) and I want to hide I kind of want to hide near the base and just like you know like stand still in my cool plant outfit and try to blend in while they go okay do their thing all right so 
So I'm looking at the die because that sounds like a craftiness skill and I'm just seeing if that's something that would be applicable right now. Nope, not quite, but good to keep in mind for the future. Okay. Um, all right, graveyard shift. Uh, you can climb up the ladder. It's rather slick. And uh, though you can feel like the water surrounding you as you step into the river to try and climb this ladder, it's almost like it, it's on the edge of getting into your boots, <laughs> but you're okay. able to pull yourself up onto the ladder staying pretty dry uh, and climb up. You go around the hut and there is no door, just windows. Hmm. So so I've walked the circumference of this uh, round hut. Yes. And there's no door. Yes. There wasn't like a ladder down in with the stilts to go on inside of the hut from there, was there? Nope, just the one ladder outside leading up onto the platform. Okay. Um, I'm going to not look into the window. I'm just going to go stand in front of the window and see if I see anything. So just walk over, maybe lean on the railing. Not just, I'm not going to put my hands up to the window to peer through. I'm just going to see if, you know, a casual observer might be able to see through it. Yeah, easily enough done. Uh, it is a rather modest room on the inside, a single bed, a single table, and three chairs, um, and a rather large woven blue rug in the middle of it. And sitting upon the rug, you can see what looks to be an older woman, human, uh, in very colorful robes. Uh, it almost looks like different patchwork colors have been sewn into a giant robe that fills her entire body. And her hair is blue and curly and put up into a rather messy bun. And the rest of the hair strands just kind of fall away from there and puff out around her. But her back seems to be turned to you right now and her head is lolling. She might be sleeping. Okay. Oh no. Um... <laughs> I am going to go to the nearest wall so I'm not in front of a window anymore. And I'm just going to do that like kind of polite greeting knock where it's like, like shaving a haircut. Okay. I would like you to roll 3d6, please. Okie dokie. And usually when you're rolling 3d6, it is to answer like a yes or no question. But I'm doing it here mm -hmm. just to see what kind of interaction they first might have. Okay. So first die is a four. Second die is a six. Third die is a five for a total of 15, if you need to know that. Okay. I don't need to know the total, but those are good. Okay. So you knock on the windows and you can see uh, the head jolt up and the woman turns around to look at you and... In somewhat of a hurry, they stand and brush themselves off and arrange their colorful cloak. And they open one of the windows. And the window, uh, it is small. It's only about um, chest height. But you can see mm -hmm. as she goes to open it, the area beneath the window also opens. So it was a disguised door, uh, essentially. Okay. <laughs> And uh, you rolled really favorably. 
uh, for this. And so um, instead of being upset that she's been awoken from her nap, she smiles and says, Oh, no, it's quite nice to see you. I so rarely get company. Uh, good. It, what time of day is it? Eh, afternoon. Okay. Good afternoon to you, uh, miss. Would you be, um, Greta by chance? I am Greta. How did you know? Well, uh, we spoke to the locals, uh, just a, a while back at the, uh, general store. Um, and we also have a, uh, letter that we think you wrote, uh, asking for help with ingredients. Uh, we're hoping we can help you with that. You did get my letter. I sent that rather far away because nobody in Gardilu wanted to help me, strangely enough. But it's so nice to see that there are some people outside of the city who are willing to help. Come in, come in. Um, Graveyard Shift will, like, kind of sit make a bit of a gesture just like for one second and then lean over the edge and call to uh his friends um gentlemen uh we uh have met greta uh she's inviting us in uh would you like to come in gents uh, yeah that sounds good to me of um course. turning to greta realizing that i have assumed too much um <laughs> and said would would my friends be able to join us as well they also would like to help oh of course i would love to have more help the more the merrier all right, I'll climb up. You didn't I have to get in the water or anything, did you, Rufus? Wait, say that again? You didn't, like, hide in the water or anything, did you, for your camouflage? Oh, I 100% would have hidden in the water. I was, I was okay. wearing, like, water swamp plants. <laughs> <laughs> so then as uh, Lothario and Rufus, as you guys enter, Greta notices that you're wet, and she just shows, oh, Dear, did you fall into the swamp? Here, let me help you. And she whisks her hand and the water just like flies off of you and out the door. And then the door closes. Whoa. Uh, thank you. That was fascinating. Um, and so this, and, and I turn to Graveyard and I say, so this is Greta. I, sh- I should just ask her that, obviously. So you are Greta. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I am. It's very nice to meet all of you. And your names are? Uh, my name is Graveyard Shift. I am Rufus Carbuncle. And I am Lothario Bushaki. A pleasure to meet all of you. Now, it's very kind of you to come and visit me in my swamp. I was actually going to go to Gardilu in a few hours and see if anyone had found my notice, but this is much more convenient. So, the reason I've asked for your help, extremely important. My friend's birthdays and my birthday are tomorrow, and I need help getting a secret ingredient to get them a very special potion made by then. Now, unfortunately, my bones aren't quite what they used to be, and so I need the help of you strapping lads to go out and get... An ingredient or two. It depends on your time. But I need your help getting them in the swamp. And then you just need to bring it back to me, and I will be able to do the rest. I feel like this is very doable for some uh, adventurers of our caliber. Right, boys? Yeah. I mean, some swamp ingredients sounds honestly kind of pleasant. Uh, Maybe that's assuming too much. I don't know the swamp too well, but... 
Let's do it. I will say, uh, Rufus, I grew up by the swamp and everything in the swamp's trying to kill you at all times. So I will turn to Greta and say, where exactly can we find these ingredients? What are they? And are they trying to kill us? (laughs) Well, it is a little unfortunate that you asked that because I was really hoping I wouldn't have to tell you that. But uh, yes, there is one ingredient that may kill you. Um, Only if you look at it funny, though. So you just have to make sure you don't look at it funny. Is there like a chart of what would be funny and normal for looks that we could reference? Hmm. Well, that wouldn't really translate well over a podcast. So I'm just going to say (laughs) stick with your gut. (laughs) Just keep it professional, Rufus. Just be professional. All right. Professional, professional. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. An ingredient can kill us if we look at it funny. Is this, is it, is it sentient? Mm, you know, there are many, many conversations about whether or not plants are sentient or not. But I would just like to believe that this plant requires much respect when being handled. It is particularly called a swino root. And that is S-W-I-N-N-O-W. Like winnow, but with an S at the front. Okay. Thank you for the warning, uh, Greta. Uh, Would you happen to have a written list of ingredients that you need? Or is it just the swino root? Well, it's just the swino root, really. If you can get more than one, that would be fantastic. But uh, I also don't want you all to die. Oh, thank you. That's kind of a change of pace for normally people we meet. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) You should find better people to meet with if they want you to die. The whole point of me asking for uh, good adventurers is so that none of us have to die in this endeavor. It's not as bad the first go round. I mean, dying, once you get used to it, it's fine. But (laughs) it turns out you come back and you can still do what you need to do. That is my experience. I don't know if we should bank on the idea that we're going to come back this time. (laughs) (laughs) I guess better safe than sorry. I I appreciate your advice, Rufus. (laughs) Is um okay. Is, is there a um? Do we know where the swino root is, or do we need to go find it? Oh well, I know where there is a bit of them grown. They are only about a uh, half mile walk from here, perpendicular to the stream, over to the east. But uh, it is rather hard to get a hold of, because it is so deeply rooted into the ground. You have to make sure that you actually dig around it and then handle it carefully. And then again, don't look at it funny. You have to make sure you don't look at it funny. Don't laugh at breaking character. <laughs> I'm sorry. So do you happen to have a an image or a description of what we should be looking? Because uh, it's the root that we're after, but what's the plant look like on top of it? It is actually quite easy to notice. It looks like a person, really. Just a just a miniature person. It looks like mm, all green and red. So the body of the person is red and the arms and the legs are green. It uh it is very noticeable. That is the easiest way to describe it. And it cannot speak? Not that I know, but I am not that kind of 
swamp inhabitant. I know some people do. Alana says she does, but I don't believe her. Was that mute shopkeep green and red? Uh, no. Okay. It's like, maybe. We didn't look at it funny, so it didn't kill us. <laughs> um, but he didn't say anything. <laughs> so you know Alana then? Oh, yes. She's a very good friend. Yes, yeah, so we... Her and Kin. Yeah, we gathered that, but we also have... And then I lean over to my team and I should should we tell her? I don't know. Maybe they're lo- all looking for secret ingredients. Well, I for... think if it's their birthdays, yeah. they might be trying to get stuff for each other. So we should not tell her right. that we are also hired by the others. And so I finish saying, uh, we also like swamp people. So we would maybe we'll meet your friends while we're out there. Oh, that's very true. They might be out hunting for their own ingredients right about now. The night market is tonight, and so many of us go and try and make potions and such. Um, do either of you two have shovels? Or do we need shovels? Do we dig with our hands? Shovels would have been a good idea. <laughs> Did they, like, have, like, a really nice shovel display at the at the general store? <laughs> We just like, we <laughs> had like the small hand shovels. Oh, yeah. We just totally looked past it. All right. On sale, half <laughs> off. <laughs> Greta, before we go, um, you wouldn't mind lending us a trowel or a small hoe, would you? Oh, not at all. I'm happy to give you whatever you need in order to succeed in this. And uh, she goes over to the bed and reaches underneath into a very well organized container and uh, pulls out a very well taken care of trowel and hands it to you, Greyveard. I have a trowel. Um, well, I mean, we should get on with it, right, guys? We should uh, find this here swinnow root. I agree. Mm-hmm. I second that, third that. All right. So you guys are going to head off, and I think this would be a good time to take our break here. And... Oh. Hopefully, we will be back in just a little bit and starting to roll some dice and playing uh, playing Swamp Troll Witches. <laughs> nice. Okay, so today we are joined by Lothario. I'm so glad, glad to be home in the swamp. This is fantastic. Rufus. I am excited to test out my swamp camouflage. And Graveyard Shift. You all come back now. <laughs> Bye. 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 Goodbye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of Fire Breathing Kittens. This episode's shout out is from JQuest7574, who says, quote, Hello, gangsters. We w- would like to invite you to our international mafia clan, Mafia World Game Revolution Edition of the Classical Game a real-time social deduction game for 3 to 20 gangsters. The synergy of physical cards and app creates the best engagement for all players. Mafia World Game, Revolution Edition. End quote. Would you like our voice to read your shout-out? You can arrange for that on firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee, where you can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air. Or you can support us on redbubble.com, where you can purchase our official merchandise, or on amazon.com, where we sell ebooks, paperbacks, and hardcovers, or on Audible, where you can listen to our audiobooks. 
Lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way we can grow is if you tell someone about us. Think about an episode that made you smile. Nobody is listening to it, unless you share it with someone you know. <laughs> Thank you for sharing fire-breathing kittens with your friends. We appreciate it. All right, welcome back to this episode of Fire-Breathing Kittens, where we're theoretically playing Swamp Troll Witches, but in the first half, we kind of just did a lot of fun setup. Now we're getting into the meat of it. So uh, Lothario, Graveyard Shift, and Rufus made their way to Gardilu, prepared for their trip into the swamp, and met Greta, the first... Uh, inhabitants of the swamp where uh, they've been asked to find the Swinnow root. Uh, they were given a description of it and essentially told to treat it with respect <laughs> and uh, were sent on their merry way. And so we're going to start this with a 3d6 dice roll. Now we're in what's called the exploration phase of Swamp Troll Witches where this first roll will determine if they can find the ingredient, uh, if there's a problem that arises, and if there are favorable or unfavorable conditions. Each of those three uh, descriptions are determined by one D6 each. And so I will ask one of you to roll three D6. Um, and... Make sure you know which one is attributed to first, second, and third. And let me know what those numbers are. Uh, I guess I can do it. Do you guys? No, go for it. <laughs> All right. So the first roll, I'll do them one at a time. First roll is a four. Second roll is a two. Third roll is a six. So I have them all in order if we need to re readdress it. <clears throat> Perfect. So four, two, and six. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys head in the direction that Greta described, about half a mile east of where you currently were. And you think you see where this grove might be because you're looking for a plant that looks humanoid uh, with green and red markings. And you eventually do come to see something in the distance. It looks to be at the base of a... Uh, a rather large tree with a gnarled root system around it. Um, but there only seems to be one or two there. And from what you were expecting, from what Greta said, there should have been more. Uh, but they are there. Unfortunately, the problem is there is a rather hungry-looking alligator prowling the area. Oh, boy. The nice part of it is there uh, there does seem to be like a bump in its belly. It Perhaps it's already recently eaten. Okay. <laughs> Food, so. got it. I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't worry about that. We're safe for about a month. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with those three uh, conditions described... We now move into the problem solving phase where you three have some chances to uh, roll your 3d6 uh, and use your skills to try and solve this problem. The problem being there's an alligator, uh, but it looks to be a full alligator uh, in the area where you need to go and get 
these Swinnow roots. Okay. How much magic do we have access to? Because when we first made our characters, some of us were casters. Yeah, I'd say the magic that you would have available in your original build is available to you right now. Um, probably in a more, in a little bit more limited capacity, but I'd say try and use it creatively. Okay. Um, I just can't remember if, hey, it's not, cop it's, we don't have problems with it anymore. Um, clerics, I can't remember <laughs> if they can cast darkness or any kind of blinding magic. I know they can. I think they can cast blindness. Okay. I don't know about darkness. Well, I would like to try to cast blindness on the alligator or crocodile. It's a gator. We're in the swamp. Um, yeah. And uh, because when you cover most reptiles' eyes, they just think it's nighttime, and they become much more docile. <laughs> oh. I learned that by watching Steve Irwin. Ah, what a treasure! Yes, he Gone is a treasure. Um, but can I attempt that, please? Yes. So let's see. Well, you may help from. Okay. Yes. So this is again a three d six roll. The first die will uh, answer whether or not the blindness works. The second die is going to determine if there is a wrinkle, so whether there is a side effect of some sort. And the third die is going to be. Uh, what's determined here as flavor on a scale of one to six. Okie doke. <laughs> um, I will roll then. Die number one is a four. Die number two is a six. And die number three is a one. Okay. Generally very good. So uh, you cast blindness and... The uh, alligator that had been prowling slowly enough already just kind of slows to a slow crawl and then stops. And luckily for you guys, it stopped off to the side where there is a clear area for you to go and access the Swino root if you would so choose. There's a little bit of snoring coming from it, but that's Aww. about it. <laughs> that's cute. <clears throat> I would like to uh, huh. uh, give Graveyard a high five for that excellent uh, problem solving. Um, I reciprocate the high five. We, do we roll for that? <laughs> for how crisp it is? <laughs> well, I don't know about no, that. You guys, can, <laughs> you guys can high five, no problem. Yeah, it's just a celebration. I don't think that needs a die roll per se. But <laughs> okay. I'm not in control of this world. I look right at his elbow, just like how you're supposed to, and just Big ol' high five. <laughs> cool. Thank you. And on that um, note, I will go ahead and uh, work toward work toward politely uh, moving toward the the Swino route and uh, introducing myself as uh, manners would dictate to the to the route. Yes, of course. I will introduce <laughs> myself. Hello, okay. roots. My name is Lothario Bushaki. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Uh, I would like to collect you if that if you if you please. So. There's a, you can't tell if there's a breeze or not, but you do see that humanoid shaped plant kind of seem to shimmy to the side a little bit and then gently bow forward and then rise back up. Oh, excellent. I will take off my hat from my head, my green hat, and then do a little flourish and, and reciprocate. Perfect. 
So now for this roll of getting the ingredients, I will have you roll 3d6. I was actually supposed to have a graveyard apply a skill in his role, and oh. I forgot to do that. So we're going to do that for your role, Lothario. Okay. So I think that's how it is. <laughs> we're learning this. Um, okay, so you, if you want to actively um, try and dig up the root, I would say you can use craftiness, brute force, um, personality, magic or determination so basically all of them but relaxation okay well uh, my preference would be personality because i have a high control which i think is the best uh proficiency in any skill so i'm going to use personality okay sounds good and then because um graveyard shift rolled a six on their second die that means there's a positive side effect. And so you actually get a plus one to uh, your die roll as well because of how how well he rolled. Well, I, I rolled a, I guess, statistically likely, but seemingly unlikely roll of a six, a six, and a five. Uh, so it seems very positive, but... Statistically speaking, it is as likely as any other combination. <laughs> <laughs> well, very positive indeed. So uh, describe how you very deftly use your personality to dig up this Swino root successfully. Well, I think it all started with my introduction to the root. As far as being very polite as men as dictate, uh, me being brought up by Grandma D and my uh, my mom, my mama and daddy, just being having an emphasis on courtesy, and so uh, as I see it reciprocated by the root, I I gladly pluck it gently, I, you know, with care, not forcefully or or without what is the word I'm looking for? Reckless abandon. That is perfect. Yes, that is the phrase. <laughs> That perfectly describes what I was trying to say. With reckless abandon. No, I am not doing reckless abandon. I am I'm gently caressing is too strong of a word, but just like plucking the root with all care that would be befitting of uh, a gentle introduction to a relationship with a semi-sentient living force. Well, your efforts seem to bear fruit or bear roots. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I almost got Lothario to spit take. That's great. Say, uh, good day, uh, Mr. or Miss oh. Root. Um, would you mind ever ever so much if I put you into my uh, brand new pack? A basket, I should say. So... Being polite to these roots, I put them into my basket, and then we shall continue. Now, realizing that there's only one or two, and I think that Greta required three, so what I would like to propose to my teammates is that before we return to Greta, or continue our search, that we um, go say hi to Ken and see what kind of ingredients he is looking for. I think that would be best. It would be a very efficient use of our time if we get 
the full list, and then we don't have to keep bouncing back and forth between cottages and the swamp. Well, also, though, we must adhere to the strict rules of the secret birthday party gift, so we need to make sure that we keep that to ourselves. We don't want to... We don't want to tell the others what we're doing. Yes, that's a good reminder. I totally agree. So who has Ken's uh, job notice flyer? I think I do. That is the bullet-pointed pink writing, right? Yes. Okay, I have that. So let's head his way, and I will let you do the talking since you have the the paper. Okay, very well. Um... Can we find our way all right to Ken's cottage? Yeah, easy enough. Uh, you can backtrack back to Greta's place and then go a mile or two further up the river and you come across a square hut. This one is set off um, a few feet from the bank and is actually nestled up amongst one of the trees and their branches. And there's also a ladder there leading from the top all the way, or sorry, from the bottom all the way up to the top. And there is a porch there with a rocking chair and a nice little side table with a glass on it uh, and a very clearly marked door. Okay. Um, I will make my way up the ladder um, and uh, knock on the door. No one's in that chair on the porch, right? No. Oh, okay. Not that you can see. Oh. Oh, I was going to oh. say, I would like to populate said chair. And uh, <laughs> while I'm on the chair, I will gently play the liar so that when Graveyard is talking to Ken, there's kind of this background music of, I don't know if y'all go to church, but you know when the pastor's is talking and he's saying something real deep and then the worship guy is like, oh, I'm going to play guitar real soft. That's what I'm doing for Graveyard. Sort of like um, a, a song, something to the effect of when you're in Guardy Lou, do as the Guardy Lou mm-hmm. do. That's right. Yes. <laughs> All right. I will tap my foot along. But it's real gentle. Like it's, it, it makes whatever he's about to say real important and real soothing. <laughs> okay, solid. Um, I'll have you roll 3d6 again, Graveyard, uh, for this interaction, and go ahead and add a plus one to your, which number die should this be, uh, to your first die. Okay. Um, uh, is this considered a personality roll? Yes. Okay. I have high control, so I can rearrange the die as I need them to be, right? Yes, you may. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, in that case, I rolled number one is a two, and then number two and three are both fives. So I'm going to move one of those fives into one, uh, into into the first slot, making it a six because I got a plus one to my first roll, right? Yeah. Because of kind of sort of bardic inspiration. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, the so the second location... The second slot of dice is wrinkles. Yes, it is. And that determines if there's a side effect or not and, and what th- kind. And then the third one's flavor. Yes. Okay. Um, let's get wrinkly. Um, I'm going to put the two in the, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put the, 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 the two dice in 
slot two, and then I'm going to leave the third five where it was. So my ending total would be six in slot one, two in slot two, and then five in slot three. Okay, great. Uh, so you knock on the door and it opens um, rather slowly. There's kind of a creak as it opens and you just see this uh, rather androgynous looking person just uh, bent over at the waist. They're wearing coveralls and muck boots and pretty much just rocking that look. But they look to be in a lot of pain, like there's something wrong with their stomach. And they're just like, I, how can I help you? Um, I would say good afternoon to you, but I don't think you're having a very good afternoon. No, it really sucks. <laughs> I, I, so I'll, I'll speak quickly first. Um, we got your notice to help you get some ingredients, but I feel like there's a more pressing issue in front of us right now, which is that you have a tummy ache. Am I correct? Oh, right on the money. You're so smart. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, does this happen a lot? Is there something that we can do for you right now that might be able to help you? Is there like a pink yeah. potion above your sink that we can get for you? <laughs> uh, thick you know, and creamy. Yeah. I, I really... <laughs> I really should have just waited for someone to help me get the right ingredients. I was, I was, oh, I was trying to make a potion for a friend, and uh, I used a substitute, and I really shouldn't have. It's, uh, yep, was my mistake. But you know what? Better me than her, right? Well, oh. as admirable as it is for you to want to, um, uh, take care of your friend, now we need to take care of you, um. Can I cast Cure Minor Wounds or some kind of healing magic? Yeah. Um, I'd say as part of your, um, as part of the flavor of it, this is like you rolled a five for flavor. Mm -hmm. And so this is a pretty like significant negative side effect. But also as part of that higher flavor, I will allow that. Okay. And so... What does it look like when you cast that? Um, so in my chest, there's always like kind of like a pulsing radiant energy. Um, it's usually blue and it, uh, it comes out of my chest into my shoulders and out through my arms, kind of through um, uh, circuitry or tubes, um, something that, that, that pulls energy from its source to an extremity. And then I just um, put my hands on either side of their head and uh, let the uh, the good vibes uh, go into them. Okay, uh, so go ahead and do another 3d6 because this is problem solving and use your magic skill. Okay, so uh, I rolled a four, a five, and a two in that order. Um, so I have high skill, which would make that four plus two. So that's a six and then a five and then a two. Okay. So once that blue energy envelops Kin, you can see that they're they're still bent over, but they're like, uh, huh, huh? And they stand up straight and they're perfectly fine. And they're just like, how did, how did you do that? Um, sometimes you just got to believe. 
<laughs> well, consider me a believer. Wow. <laughs> well, I have some literature I can give you later. Um, <laughs> it's, that uh, church music in the background is real yeah. applicable right about now. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's called Looking Spire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's a whole magazine. We'll talk about it later. Um, and uh, so we have one problem down. <laughs> That's what we call a slow burn. Uh, oh, man. Um, and uh, yeah, so we've, we've solved problem number one. And uh, we're on to problem number two, which is I think you have a very uh, direct letter um, that was sent to our guild hall to help you collect some ingredients. Uh, what can you tell us more about that for? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of like I was saying in between painful moaning, uh, but I'm trying to make a potion for some friends. It's their birthdays today. We're meeting up for our usual uh, get-together tonight. <sighs> I need to find this pretty... Honestly, this really dangerous ingredient, and I just wasn't feeling up to the task for it, so I thought I would substitute it with something else, but the whole concoction was just, it wasn't good, obviously. So, uh, if you guys are capable adventurers, I'm willing to, I'm willing to, like, make you a potion that you need, or pay you, or whatever, but it's only if you're up to the task. This is, like, a pretty, pretty tough plant to get a hold of we can always I, try yeah there's no reason that we we we're new to the plant collecting skill but we're getting there i think we'll be a good choice so while lothario is playing his lyre to make everything seem smooth he hears the humble answers from his compatriots <laughs> and he says hey don't listen to them these guys are the best in the business they can definitely get whatever you need well, that's perfect, honestly. It's a uh, now it may not seem dangerous at first, but there's this plant called the dusk hobble. Hobble, sorry, the dusk hobble. So that's D U S S K H O B B L E, dusk hobble. And uh it's kind of it's kind of weird to see. It's all it looks really nice in its natural environment. It's it, it's actually at the bottom of the river, and it's got like these. It's it kind of looks like hair when you're underwater, but it's all uh, red and purple, sorta. But it's as soon as you take it out of the water that it gets dangerous because it reacts to the air really poorly, and it'll actually like try and strangle whoever is holding it and trying to bring it up. So is it it's large. Oh, yeah, it's real large. Can easily oh. grab, like, two of you. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, you need all of that because if you want to use it in a potion, you got to dry it down, and it's mostly water. So it gets uh, gets small pretty quick once you dry it out. Mm. Okay. Um, leave it to us. Would Is one sufficient for all that you need, or would you need multiple? No, one would do it. Honestly, it'd be pretty dangerous to try and get more than one. Visible relief crosses uh, graveyard shift's body language. <laughs> I will second that relief with my matched relief. <laughs> <laughs> R- 
I take out my glass bottle of moonshine and I say, hey, look, you look like you had a rough day. Why don't you have a little bit of my own personal medicine uh, to make yourself feel better? And I hand it over to Ken to give him a little (laughs) swig. How strong is this alcohol? Like, would they be able to smell it once they open it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like borderline smelling salts. (laughs) (laughs) So they open it up and they don't like they open it up like, you know, with bent arms and stuff. They don't even get like an inch more towards their face before they smell it. And they just rear their head back. It's like, oh, you drink this? Of course. Let's me uh, prepare to get the rough ingredients out here in the swamp. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ken just stoppers it and hands it back and says, thanks, but I feel like that would just kind of put me in the same position I was when you got here, and I'd rather not have that happen. (laughs) All right. That's okay, Rufus. That's more courage for you. Agreed. All right. To the river. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Pretty uh, easy way, pretty easy way to get there. Uh, do you guys want to go and do that now, or do you want to go and talk to Alana? Ooh. Could we ask, could, I'll ask uh, Ken, I'll say, hey, is, we are also out here looking for Alana. Totally different uh, reason, but um, we are wondering if her hut, house, etc., is nearby, maybe near the river. Oh, yeah, it's uh, probably just a mile up the river. Uh, She tends to be up on the uh, higher ground there where it doesn't flood or anything. So just look look for a mound or something and you should be able to find her. I have a question about Alana and her speech patterns. Does she tend to shout a lot? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. Okay, I just had a discrepancy with a a letter that I had seen recently with her writing style, and I just wanted to confirm some stuff. It, it, it paint no mind. It's neither here nor there. I was just curious. She was writing a letter? Well, now you're paying no mind. That's fine. We'll, we'll get your ingredient, <laughs> and we will get it post-haste. <laughs> Both... Oh my god, just the other two just like be like, stop it. No, don't. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to start pushing Lothario out the door like, hey, don't worry about it, sir. Or, or we'll get your, we'll get your root. Okay, well, stay safe, okay? I would like to whisper to my co-herb uh, or ingredient finders. I'll say, hey, while we are walking along the river to Alana's place, uh, I will keep an eye out for said uh dusk hobble and if we find it i have no problem diving into the river to grab said ingredient wonderful let's uh let's make our way all right so this is another exploration roll would one of you like to roll 3d6 to see if you can locate the ingredient i did it last time so i feel like i've been rolling a lot lately too lothario do you want to do it i would love to thank you very much so with my most recent role, uh, uh, I'm sorry, before I be, uh, begin to disclose what my role is, what a skill am I using? Mm. So? Would this be perhaps determination or craftiness? Um. So I believe this is actually just a straight role. 
because you are going into a new location. No problem. Okay. So my roll is as follows. My first die is a five. My second die is a three. And my final die is a one. All right. So you uh, walk maybe like 10 minutes up the river and you see it easily. You're looking for this and you see it down in the center of the river, this long waving plant, very easily identifiable by its purple and red hue. This is dust cobble for sure. The only issue is it is in deep water and there seem to be sharp toothed fish swimming around in the river. (laughs) And uh, not only that, but the current looks pretty fast. So you've got uh, a lot of fish swimming powerfully around this in a fast current. So it'll take some ingenuity to try and get this dangerous ingredient. I have a part of a solution, if not a total solution. So in another tabletop role-playing game scenario, I have (laughs) uh, a talk with animals ritualistic capability. So what I would like to do is converse after whatever a pre-described time it would take to execute said spell uh, with these fish and advise them that I am not a danger and I want no problems and I would like to collect this uh, ingredient with no issue. So I would like to do that first. Okay, go ahead and roll 3d6 using the magic skill. Okay, so my magic skill is what you would characterize as a weak skill, which means I have a (laughs) negative one to the first die. And in retrospect, I should have asked one of my compatriots to help me with this, but that's okay, (laughs) because my first roll was positive. So uh, my first die is a six, my second die is a one, and my third die is a two. Okay. Uh, very good thing you rolled a six, uh, transferred into a five from your weak skill. Um, but you are able to successfully communicate with the fish. Uh, so what exactly do you tell them? I'd say, uh, hello, Mr. and Miss Fish, uh, whichever your agenda happens to be. Uh, I would like to collect this plant, which I believe is known as a dusk hobble. Would you be so kind as to allow me to do so without any perturbations that you would feel necessary to, you know, impose upon me as I encroach into your territory? As he talks, can I just like, not just fully being, you know, aware of the situation, can I tie a rope around his waist? Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay, I have a rope, so, all right. So you see Rufus like just... (laughs) Going around, just not even paying attention to the talk, tying a nice firm knot around Lothario's way. <laughs> uh, so you hear the fish respond as a group, and they say, Well, I mean, I suppose you can. I mean, you're kind of taking away our food, but we can always go upriver and find some more, I suppose. I-, I will respond with an apology for depriving them of their nut- nutrient source and see if I have anything on my person that could supplement them from a nutritional standpoint. I have uh, what you would characterize as a turkey and cheese sandwich 
on me. <laughs> and I don't know if that's something that they would find appealing, but I would most certainly be willing to share with them. I mean, we don't really know what any of those things are, but we're open to new experiences. Oh, y'all are in for a treat. Uh, turkey and cheese is delicious, and this is uh, toasted slightly to enhance the flavor of all three ingredients, turkey, cheese, and bread. So I will go ahead and tear it in half, and I'll drop half in the river to give them a, a, just a literal taste of what is to come. <laughs> so they swarm around where you threw that half of the sandwich and you hear in your mind just repeated mm, 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 mm. and eventually they in a matter of seconds it's gone and they say hmm, we accept your trade and offering we will move upstream i will tilt my hat out of respect and say well thank you very much uh fish uh plural uh i appreciate it and I will put my hat back on my head and I will clip said uh, plant, but keep it underwater as long as possible so as not to uh, invoke its uh, terrible violence. Okay, so easily done. You guys are going to have to figure out a way to take it out of the water without it strangling you. And uh, if there are any solutions you want to propose, you can take turns trying them. And for each solution you propose, you would roll 3d6, and we'll see what happens. How large is the plant? This big, which is not oh. good for podcasts. <laughs> for those of you listening at home, it was arms stretched out. Yeah, so... It's probably like floppy five, six and, feet. And, mm-hmm. Oh, man. And is it liftable by one humanoid-sized person? I mean, in the water it is. Okay. Hey, I have an idea, y'all. So, so mm-hmm. we're walking up the river, right? So all we need to do is tie a rope around this guy and walk up the river, and it can stay in the river, and it can stay wet, and we can be safe. Uh, it's genius. Capital idea. Does anybody have rope? <laughs> you look down, <laughs> and there's rope tied around your <laughs> Yes. I see you have provided me with said solution. Thank you, Rufus. And I will untie the rope from myself and then apply it to the plant with a double knot. Okay, go ahead and roll 3d6. Um, I think it would be your choice between craftiness and brute force. But if you think there's a different skill that would apply, please share. I think those are appropriate, unfortunately. So I'm going to go with craftiness because I got plain <laughs> skill say, in that one. I, <laughs> uh, my brute force is... I was going to say... Oh, go ahead. As the sailor, could I like... <laughs> could I, I, say, could I step like, in and be like... That's a good hey, point. Uh, Lothario, <laughs> if, if we're tying knots and there's water involved, is there perhaps a chance that you would let me do it? Oh, I don't want to step on your toes. Oh, no, yes, by all means. I, I, I have <laughs> honestly no idea what I am doing. As soon as you said the words double knot, I was like, okay, I'm going to give him a one pass, but. <laughs> um, I will hand so said I, to Rufus. <laughs> I would love to use craftiness. Yeah, go for it. So I have high control in craftiness, so Great. I can re- rearrange things. So let's see. I got a three. I got a four. Oh, I dropped. 
my dice and I got a another four. Uh, so I guess I'll put the four up front and we'll we'll go four, three, four. Okay, solid. So, uh, Rufus, you dive into the river and the current is strong. Luckily for you, you're uh, pretty well versed in swimming and you're able to make it to the plants uh, just fine. Uh, you can see uh, that the base of it is actually pretty small. Uh, this plant seems to have maybe just like a foot tall and maybe like half a foot wide base. And then the rest of it just like extends outwards like a fan, sort of. And so you're able to tie the knot around it and get back up to the surface and onto the bank rather easily. And you did see while you were around it, it didn't bother you at all. Okay, I pop out of the water and I say, well, it, it worked, so we can uh, we can walk along uh, the shore. And I will, I guess we'll just start moving on up to um, Alana's. Yeah, it takes a bit of strength to pull it because you are working against the current, but nothing you can't handle. So okay. you currently have uh, uh-huh. two Swinnow roots. Huh? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two Swinnow roots and one dust cobble. And so walking another mile up the river, you finally come to a triangular house. It is sitting um, a number of feet away from the riverbank up on a small mound. And instead of it being muddy and wet, as soon as you get onto that higher ground, it's more solid, like actual dirt. Huh. And so uh, this triangular house, it kind of looks more like a pyramid, actually, than a, than a triangular prism. And uh, there is a small door kind of set in the floor, like a basement door, actually. Uh, I pull out the Alana, uh, sheet. Uh, this is the, this one was the one with, uh, all caps, right? Yes. Um, and green. Uh, I'm going to hand it to somebody because I have 50 feet of rope. I don't know <laughs> how far away I can go or if we feel comfortable, like tying it off to a tree. Uh, I look at my companions and be like, what do you guys, what do you think we should do with this plant while we meet with... Uh, Alana, they're up on this mound. I, I don't know if we can reach from here. Well, I would say that when I was talking to them fish, they were particularly interested in eating this plant. So we should definitely keep an eye on it so we don't lose it to a bunch of ravenous fish. So you may tie it to a tree or what have you, but definitely keep an eye on it. And uh, as far as knocking on the door or whatnot, I know Graveyard's been handling a lot of knocking on the door, and he has been super successful. So I don't mind him doing that, or one of us can do that. But one of us needs to watch the rope, and one of us needs to knock on the door. Well, I will stay with the, uh, I'll stay with the plant, since I'm already, make sure my knots are good. How you feeling, Graveyard? I feel just dandy. Um, I'll approach the uh, pyramid hut. Okay, go ahead and roll that 3d6 using your personality skill. Okay, I will knock in the rhythm of uh, knock, knock, knocking on the afterlife store by um, <laughs> crossbows and tulips, which is a famous uh, uh, classic <laughs> rock band. 
<laughs> from my my creator's days. Okay. Um, oh, so I'm personality, right? I have high yes. control, which is good because I rolled a one in the slot one. So I'm going to move Ooh. that. Uh, that one's going to be the wrinkle. So the one is going to go into slot two. Then I rolled a two and a four. So I'm going to put the four in the first slot and that would put the two in the third slot. Man, very lucky to have that skill. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so high. So definitely a success with that four in there. Uh, you see the door actually open inward and down, right? And there is a middle-aged woman who seems to be wearing uh, simple, loose clothing in pastel colors. Um, she has feathered wings coming out from her back, um, and she is completely bald. And she says, well, well, company, huh? How can I help you? Actually, uh, we were wondering if we could help you. Uh, We saw your notice on our uh, quest board at our bureau, and we were hoping to assist you. You are looking for some ingredients uh, to gather in the swamp, yes? I'm sorry. Can you speak up? I can't hear you. Hmm. Okay. Channeling the all caps on the letter... Um, Graveyard will uh, speak louder and uh, more uh, in, a, in a reduced vocabulary. So it's more like, my friends and I want to help you gather ingredients in the swamp. Oh, well, why didn't you just say so? <laughs> And it's it, she's speaking in like a rather low volume voice. <laughs> so um, she says, yes, I need some help. I need to find a little bit of pencil dust. Pencil dust, huh? What does yes. it look like? Well, it looks like a pencil Ground and <laughs> dust. <laughs> Where might we find so specific. it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's where all the dust ends up settling. It's rather hard to find because it's just blended in with all of the other dust. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to say that she's been helpful. <laughs> because she hasn't, and I don't lie. Um, we will see, we will see if we can find it for you. Any other pertinent information for us? Mm, it's blue. That is helpful. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of there. <laughs> I gotta go talk to my swamp boy. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, so I'm going to go uh, talk to Lothario and say, Lothario, uh, we're looking for pencil dust. Do you know what that is? Where we can find it? I know it's blue and it goes where all other dust settles. What could that mean? Well, that's about all I know about pencil dust. 
I know they talked about it in school, but I wasn't exactly what you call a high-caliber student. Uh, so if it looks like dust, it could frankly be anywhere. I would probably say away from the rivers, though, because dust doesn't tend to settle on moving objects. Um, blue? Hmm. There ain't too many blue things in the swamp, so that should be easier to find. I don't know what quantity we are looking for, though. She was difficult to speak to. She wasn't a difficult person. She was just difficult to get information out of. I wonder if she would excel in a different medium of communication. For example, we could uh, exchange written notes to each other instead of relying on verbal communication. I do happen to have a bit of parchment on me. Well, I guess it's just the parchment we got from the job fly, but I can write on the back, and I think that would do. Uh, I would like to knock on the door again and write a note on the back of the blue parchment that I have. I don't want to sully the beautiful script that is on the one side, but on the back, I'm going to say, can you be specific about the pencil dust that you're looking for? And I will say, in bulleted items, uh, quantity... And then location, Lothario. It, I, that's the that's the one with the the birthday present, which her writing. Oh, you're right. I I'm glad you said that before I actually knocked on the door. Do you happen to have any um, medium on which I can write this note? I have the. I think I have both the green letter and the pink letter. So I'll give. Yeah, him, I, I'll I give, give you it. I'll give him Alana's one because it's the one she wrote on anyway. That's a great idea. So I will write on the back of the green letter, because then she will not be suspicious. Thank you, Perfect. Graveyard. So go ahead and roll a 3d6 uh, with either personality or craftiness or determination. I'm going to choose personality, because I have high control in that category. And uh, mm. so <laughs> here's my roll. I got a three, and then another three, and then a six. And given my high control and I can manipulate the dice however I please, I'm going to move that six from the back all the way to the front. Yeah, that's actually pretty good because um, Graveyard, the last time he rolled, it was uh, a negative side effect, which would give you a minus one to your first die roll. So the fact that it's a six still saves you into the success category. So that's great. So uh, you knock on the door again, parchment at the ready, and uh, Alana opens the door. Before she speaks, she sees you holding that, and her wings ruffle upwards. And um, she takes out a notebook and a pencil and starts to write, again, in those all caps. Um, and the information you get is that uh, pencil dust is a colloquial term for uh, spores that come off of a particular fern plant called goddess fern. And so the term like where the dust settles is really like when they essentially, you know, let their spores out, they will just settle usually in one particular area where there are a lot of these goddess ferns. And so essentially what you're trying to collect are these spores from there. Sometimes they're in the air, sometimes they're on the underside of the plant itself. And uh, she tells you that there is a grove uh, just about 
10 minutes to the east or to the west, excuse me. And uh, she warns that it can be a little dangerous because if you end up inhaling too much of it, it can give you really bad headaches and other side effects that she doesn't elaborate on. I nod and uh, I write thank you on my parchment. Um, I look to my compatriots and say, is there anything else you think we need? Um, I don't breathe, so I think I might be okay to handle these spores. I will drink all of my moonshine so that we... <laughs> So that we All have a it. vial. Well, we need a vial to put this dust into, I assume. Dust is weird. How are we going to hold the dust? I'm not high enough level for revivify. Like, are you okay? <laughs> I have. Yeah. So I have a healer's kit. Ah, okay. So I like okay. to think, and I'm a well-trained drinker. pirate drinker. So I would yeah. like to think... <laughs> But I will happily roll for it uh, to see what happens, but I do intend to drink all of it. Man, you don't need no uh, excuse yeah. for uh, drinking all your moonshine. It's after five o'clock. That's fine. Yeah, so if it's after <laughs> right. five o'clock, is that a relaxation or a brute force roll? <laughs> yeah, like honestly, one of the two. I can't think, or determination maybe. I can't think of anything else though. <laughs> I think because it's funny, I'm going to do brute force. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and we haven't, and it, this is, you know, this is a lesson in Swamp Troll Witches because I don't think any of us have rolled a bad skill yet. No, we haven't. And brute force is a bad skill for me. So let's just, you know, we're just, we're just learning the game. Um, yeah, let's do it. So I uncork it and I go bottoms up and I chug it back and uh, my, so I will apply bad skill. So to the first, <laughs> is that minus two? Yeah. So I got a zero. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I got a four, and then I got a six, actually. But, you know, that's bad at the beginning. Okay. Well, at least there wasn't a wrinkle, because that might have uh, <laughs> negatively impacted your teammates. <laughs> but it's, um, that's for sure a failure. <laughs> zero. <laughs> So not only do you chug this, it spills all over your face and your mutton and uh, it gets in your eyes and it stings, but you still chug it. And um, yeah, you're feeling pretty lightheaded right about now. That rope doesn't really register as something you're like feeling. <laughs> <laughs> You, like, know it's there, barely, but your fingers are already going a little numb. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, I feel great. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so you do have the, uh, you, you have the dust cobble on a rope, though. Are you going to try and take it out of the water as you go to find this pencil dust? It's nowhere think... near the river shore, is it? No, it's not. Okay. I mean... It's 10 minutes west. I, I think in line with what I just did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go, all right, guys, let's go. And I just put it over my shoulder and walk out of the river. Okay. Not thinking. Here we go. Well, yeah, yep, let's do here it. we go. <laughs> so it snaps easily. Uh, not the rope, but like the, um, the trunk of it from the bottom of... Uh, 
of the river. Well, I guess it was already snapped. It comes out of the river easily. And as soon as it breaks the surface, you all can see that they start to writhe like tentacles. And Rufus, you flash back to the time you faced a kraken or believed you faced a kraken. And you're just like, oh, my God, it's come back for me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But this thing just starts whipping around like crazy. Thankfully, you have 50 feet of rope, so it can't quite get to you. But as far as you guys know, this thing is now like twisting and writhing and is very hard to bring along with you. Hmm. Well, we do have it tied up and it can writhe all at once uh, on the ground away from us. So I would recommend that we give it a lot of space and, uh, you know, just tie it up and let it work itself out like a like a toddler throwing a tantrum, you know? I'd grab Lothario by the lapels and I say, Do you know what that is, man? That is a kraken. You can't tie up a kraken. (laughs) (laughs) I I am uh, at a loss for words, which is very rare for me because words are my craft. And so I just look at him and go, Whatever you say, Rufus. (laughs) And there's there's just like tears running down my (laughs) Rufus has a dark, dark history somewhere with a Kraken, apparently. I mean, he's also really drunk. He could just believe. Exactly. (laughs) Graveyard's going to slap Rufus. (laughs) Just an open hand. (coughs) Whap. And then when, when his eyes snap back to Graveyard, he'll wait for him to turn back. He's like, Rufus, listen to yourself. You need to fight the Kraken in you right now. <laughs> and I I nod and I I clap Graveyard on the shoulder and I say, You know what? You're right. There is a Kraken inside all of us, isn't there? And uh I laugh and uh and uh I don't know what we're doing with this thing, but I guess I just start tugging on it to m- because Alana said it was real close, right? Yeah, it's like a 10-minute walk. Maybe we, maybe I look to my teammates and I say, maybe we can just pull the thing along, but keep away from it. Keep the kraken at bay. Yeah, because the, um, the rope's quite long, right? So as, long, as long as we pull it, we should be okay, right? Yeah. It okay. is uh, definitely hard to pull. That's like a lot of like wet mass. Oh, yeah. You know? Following behind anyone, you. Anyone have decent brute uh, force? Yeah. Um, uh, I have good. I have a bad skill in brute force, so you do not want me to pull a, a rope. <laughs> right. Maybe I, uh, yeah, maybe I turn to Graveyard and I say, thank you for bringing me to my senses. And I hand him the, the rope and I slap my own cheeks a little bit to snap out of it. <laughs> your face feels it, but your hands don't. I will say I have a good skill in determination and I will uh, assist Rufus in slapping his face so that he is uh, with us. Uh, uh, I don't think you have to roll for that. I said, welcome back, man. Go ahead. Um, A brute force roll, yes? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. Um, good skill means plus one to the first die. So I got a four, then I got a five, Great. and then I got a two. So four, okay. five, two. That's good. You are uh, not comfortably towing this thing along, but you're able to do it. And uh, let's see, five. Okay, so five is a positive side effect. So the next person who rolls will get a plus one to their first die. Um, but this thing is thrashing about on the ground. It's making a bit of a rut as you uh, as you bring it with you. But it's not able to harm any of you as long as you don't uh, lose pace with Graveyard. And so as you uh, walk that 10 minutes west, you do eventually come to see the area that Olana had described. It is, uh, it has a lot of more like deciduous trees than uh, something swampy because you're still on more of that drier upland area. And so it's like actual soil instead of just mud. And you can see these ferns just dotting the undergrowth. And uh, the ferns are also blue, but they're kind of like a glowing midnight blue, kind of like doused in moonlight. And you can see uh, glowing beneath the leaves of it are blue uh, dots, which are the spores of the goddess fern and you can see in some of the light that filters through from the trees this blue dust that seems to be hanging in the air of this area i would like to ask a point of clarification to the oracle uh when i had inquired to alana what the quantity of dust is that we need to collect did she answer Mm. us Yes, you need a handful of dust. Ooh. Hey, Rufus, let's fill up your bottle. That's plenty mo- plenty of dust. And I I hand him the bottle and I say, remember, your inner kraken. And I... <laughs> I, will, I will point at him like so, like I'm pointing a, a gun. And I will <laughs> wink at him and go, as if, uh, yeah, I'm totally on board, even though I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> Uh, but I hand you the bottle. I will gladly take the bottle. Okay. So uh, I know that Graveyard Shift is currently holding the dust cobble, which is still thrashing around. Not as violently, but still is. Um, but they're also the one who doesn't breathe. So if oh, that's right. they were to go, you'd ha- collect the pencil dust. You'd have to go and uh, figure out how to, you know, essentially like hold the dust cobble in place and also collect it. Uh, But if not, you'd have to figure out how you would want to collect the dust without breathing it in. Okay, I have an idea. You said this was a deciduous type area with trees and soil instead of a swampy type area. So I will turn to my man Graveyard and say, hey, Graveyard, you look like you've been pulling that plant uh, an awful long time, and you need a break. Why don't you tie that plant, or oh, that end of the rope that you hold into a tree, and then we can take a break, you know, have a picnic, 
And you know, while we're enjoying our picnic, maybe you feel like collecting some dust that's poisonous to me and Rufus, but not to you. Yes. Wow, that was a lot less convincing than I thought I needed to do. (laughs) That sounds like a capital idea. Uh, Would you be able to tie the rope or should we get... Oh no! Oh, R- Rufus is the is, not tie. He's drunk. He's drunk. I heard. I heard someone say tie rope. <laughs> I think his powers are enhanced with tying ropes when he is inebriated. <clears throat> That's right. true. Are you ready to conquer that kraken, Rufus? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. We need you to bind it to a tree. All right. So I will. Maybe with graveyard, I will walk over to the tree and like ready to tie. A knot. A bowling knot, in case anyone's in the chat, in the listening, <laughs> questioning my knowledge. All right, here we go. Um, so I would like to use craftiness. Go uh, for it. Because it's a high control, so I'm going to roll three. Ooh, I'm glad I got a six. Uh, I'm going to put the six as success. Because I always, Rufus always ties a good knot. However, <laughs> the next two rolls are both ones. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably so, is on brand for his state of yeah. things. <clears throat> you uh, you definitely tie the knot. It's almost like muscle memory. So even though you can't feel your fingers, they're still working really well. And uh, the problem is, though, it's like you've tied way too many knots. And so you've you shortened know- <laughs> the length of the rope. <laughs> As you know what they so, say, so if you can't of- tie a knot, tie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so instead of a 50-foot rope, it's now a 20-foot rope. And <laughs> so uh, the ne- negative side effect, so uh, the next person to roll will have a minus one on their first die. Uh, Rufus, you had a plus one, but you already succeeded with a six, so you're all good. Okay. So while we are enjoying the picnic portion of this plan, I will go ahead and play my lyre to have it to be a more relaxing picnic. Great. Do you want to demonstrate some of that music, Lothario? Uh, sure. I don't have an instrument with me, but I will vocalize <laughs> the notes of which I am playing, and it is something to the effect of... Dun, 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 dun. And then it kind of repeats, you know. And then there is a bridge later on. It sounds more like. And then, you know, it culminates in. It ends a little softly because, you know, you want to be relaxed by the end of said picnic. And it. A lot of whole notes, you know, I'm, I'm stretching it out. So everybody's relaxed. Hopefully, I don't know if uh, the the ingredient that we have captured, uh, the dust cobble, enjoys music as well. But hopefully that calms it down as well. <laughs> if you'd like to roll for it, uh, uh, what, I would allow that. Okay, what skill would you think that would be? Probably magic. Oh, I was afraid you would say something like that. So I have or relaxation. Oh, I do prefer relaxation. So for the listener at home, uh, I have a weak skill in magic, which means I would have a negative one to my first die, and that is on top of the negative one that Rufus inherited to me. 
Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and use relaxation, which is a high skill, which means I have a plus two to the first die. So that is what is about to happen. Oh, my goodness. So I rolled a one for my first die, a five oh no. for my second die, and a three for my third die. So my one plus two, because it is a good skill, or high skill rather, but then a minus one from Rufus gives me a two. <laughs> oh, no. It doesn't really calm the dust cobble. I think it does entertain your friends. Um, but it it at least doesn't anger it. It it just continues with its normal amount of thrashing. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> if it's any consolation, you did burn that negative one modifier. So that's nice. In case something That's true. comes up next. As we look to you to go into the poison cloud and collect spores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And because you rolled a five for your second die for your wrinkle, that's a positive side effect. So you get plus one to the next one for your first die. There you go. That's for my main um, graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. All right. Um, get back into soft-spoken character. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm going to walk directly into those spores and uh, try to find a collection on the ground that's enough that I can uh, scoop it into that uh, that bottle. Okay, go ahead and roll. Is that just a straight roll for ingredient collection? Or is that uh, something? Um, uh, no, that would technically be like a problem-solving roll, just like we've been doing for most of this. Um. Yeah, I'd say probably brute force or craftiness would be the most applicable. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick brute force. And uh, I rolled the number of the beast. I rolled three sixes. So uh, I know the scale doesn't go higher than six, but technically that would give me a seven for the success rating and then two sixes in wrinkle and flavor. Yeah, yet another positive side effect to carry on to the next roll. So uh, this is some of the most efficient work you have seen from Graveyard. He is just swiping up spores left and right. It's almost like they've got it down to an art to where they'll put the bottle underneath the leaf and then pressure the leaf with their hand and then just slide their hand in the bottle, capturing all of the spores underneath. It's done in a few minutes. And what you have is just this small jar of uh, slightly glowing spores. Whoa. I'm going to go ahead and say to Rufus, it's like, you know he did so well because I'm playing my music, right? I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I'll let you compliment me if you feel like it. I will compliment you and I will say your music is the finest in the swamp. But let's not forget who gave him room in that glass bottle, at least. And I let forth a burp that's just, like, <laughs> fumes Lothario with, like, a alcoholic cloud of... <laughs> Are there any torches nearby or candles? Are we going up in flames? <laughs> the spores ignite. Yeah. <laughs> this was very much a group effort. I will validate Rufus's uh, contribution to this group effort <laughs> um i i have not approached you guys yet i'm just standing um with the bottle corked but 
Am I covered in the spores? That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Mm. You got them all over you. Yeah. Uh, does anybody have any abilities or capability of blowing this off or cleaning it? Or should I just jump in the river? Mm. We gotta we, we need to bring the um the the Kraken back into the water uh, as well. So and you were the strong one, so maybe And, and he's it the the Kraken strangles, right? Yes. I don't breathe. Oh. Mm. But is he gonna break that my is, is he gonna break my joints? <laughs> it's possible. I tell you okay. I mean the way this thing has been thrashing, it's it kind of just feels more of like a wild, like a wild living thing just trying to grasp onto something. And, you know, it's kind of like a fish mm. gasping for air, right? It's just mechanically oh. moving. Mm. Okay, I got an idea then. So I'm going to put my lyre back in my backpack and I'm going to look around this deciduous area for any fallen limbs from trees. And I'm going to treat this thrashing plant as if it is a dog seeking to play with us. And I will throw said limb at the plant so it can entangle itself around the limb instead of around one of us. Okay, go ahead and roll 3d6 with... Mm, what would be good for this? Maybe determination? Or crafting. That was a pretty crafty solution. Yeah, I'd say craftiness would probably be the best one. Okay, craftiness is what I I have plain skill, so there is no modifier. And my roll is as follows. First roll is a five, second die is a two, and third die is a three. Okay, and that plus one to your first one from graveyard success is a six. Okay, so you toss the limb and immediately the arms of the dust cobble wrap around it. And it's a pretty tight grip, but it also just kind of seems to be holding it as though it's like, ah, oh, yes, finally, it's like there is something there, you know? And so it doesn't break it, but it it is a very tight hold. Like some of the smaller branches have broken off of this limb. Hmm. Um. Is there enough room on this branch, or should I just pull it with the rope into the water? Uh, it, the rope is shorter, so apologies. But um, well, can you untie it? <laughs> well, let's. I like not to. I like to. I like to think that based on what was described to me via the oracle, it's too ridiculously tied for me to uh, like. It would take me like an hour and probably some tools. <laughs> Cause I yeah, little... like it wasn't it wasn't just bullet knots. It was like a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I don't know not terms, but things that are more like balled up, you know. And so oh, you yeah. have to like pick it apart or like yep. try and work the ends together got, to try and get up. it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll grab the branch and drag it into the water. Okay. Uh, as soon as you do, the dust cobble releases the branch Uh-oh. and just. Allows their limbs to float. Oh, okay. I thought that was going somewhere else. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's in the water. Um, th- it still has some rope on it, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So I'll grab the other end of the rope and uh, we will proceed. We've got all our ingredients. So. Oh, yeah. So should yeah. we stop here actually and give Alana her dust? Her dust? Yeah. So I'm going to uh, do a little bit of fast forwarding through here. Montage. Um, just for, yeah, we're going to do a montage and a little bit of backfill for the actual mechanics for the game. So. After collecting all of the ingredients, um, players would normally partake in potion making, which again would be rolling 3d6, and it would determine if the potion you made was a success or a failure. And uh, if it succeeded, then, you know, like, how good is it? Uh, but for the sake of our time playing the game and also for storytelling, we will say that each of the three individuals were very, very happy with the ingredients that you got them and uh, invited you to the night market afterwards um, in the evening. And so um, then we would go into the relaxation phase where, again, you'd roll 3d6. And this is a time where if you didn't really succeed on a lot of your problem solving, you'd accrue things called botherance. And if you accrued a high enough amount of botherance, you'd have to go and relax in order to basically calm down and try and get the ingredients on another day. But uh, then going to the night market is its own mechanic as well. Again, 3D6, uh, this is where you would sell potions and uh, see if you would be able to sell any of them at all. And if so, then how many? And then sometimes events can happen at the night market itself, <laughs> which uh, players can decide on or talk about or role play out. But we are going to uh, close this montage off with you all uh, going to the night market and uh, meeting Greta, Kin, and Olana before going home to Lothario's parents' home and having dinner. So this night market is uh, rather big. It is in an open plaza at night. There are lights strung about, uh, all the balconies surrounding and some light poles. And there are people at stalls hawking their wares. And in the middle of it, there's a seating area and you can see uh, Greta, Kin and Alana gathered around and uh, they see you and they wave you over. And Greta says, Oh, thank you so much for helping us today. We really wanted you to be here to celebrate our birthdays with us. We're just about to open each other's gifts. What? Yeah, can we have the chairs for us? We can sit down? Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Oh, okay. I want to see the gifts. So <laughs> I would like to have, as uh, since this market sells pretty much everything, I would like to have a cake inside a box ready for uh, birth multiple birthday celebrations, but I'm gonna open it after they open their gifts. And I'll present it's like, hey, awesome. we're having cake because we're having a party. Um, so all three of those cakes would probably be like one gold. Oh, that, that works for me. So you see graveyards, graveyard shifts one optical lens, kind of spin like a buffering kind of uh, graphic. <laughs> and he looks around, he goes, is this? Am I at a party? You did it. You have done what everyone should do once in their life at least. And you have you have arrived at a party. <laughs> oh, 
this is nice. And Kin turns around to you, Graveyard, and says, you've never been to a party before? Uh, no, but I have now, I think. Oh, well, then this is great. So, like, obviously, there's, like, food and people and music, but the nice thing about birthday parties is that people give each other presents. And at this, all three of the individuals open up their gifts. So Greta opens up a uh, blue bag, and within it, she takes out a potion. It's a, it's like an Erlenmeyer flask shape, and the cork is actually made out of dried flowers stuck together in like a crown shape. Hmm. Um, nice. And she pops the cork and take and takes a sniff of it and says, "Ah." Oh, I do love this potion. This is exactly what I needed. And she turns to you all and says, now this is one of my favorite potions. It is a sleeping potion. Not only does it help you sleep well, but it gives you the most beautiful dreams. Whatever you think of before you drink this, you will dream it and you will remember it. And you might even be able to control it. Hmm. Whoa. And then Kin opens their gift, and it's in a green box. And uh, they open it, and it is a. Uh, it looks like a per like a like a rectangular perfume bottle, and this one's cork is. Um, it looks like hair, honestly. It's a little creepy, <laughs> but it, it, they seem to really enjoy it, and. Uh, they don't even open it to like sniff it and they say, oh my gosh, I've been wanting this for so long. Now this, this is a hair tonic and it really helps you take hair. Like it helps you either like help it grow or remove it. And I got to tell you, when you've got some hair growth problems, this thing comes in handy. And then Alana opens up hers and it's in uh another pink bag and the bottle is shaped like a heart and it's got little fuzz and, and felt around it. And she says, Oh, this is so sweet. Something for my aching heart. Thank you. Graveyard says slowly and loudly, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And thank you all for helping us. And they all bring out potions of their own to give you. <gasps> and so if this is going to be pertinent to your guys' adventures later on, you each also get uh, one of each of those potions. <laughs> so you guys can decide who gets which one if you'd like. I have... So there's the sleeping one, the hair growth one, and the aching heart. I turn to Graveyard and I say... Now, Graveyard, this may seem slightly uh, inappropriate, but do you dream? Um, I can play memories back in my head, and they're not perfect. I don't have perfect recall. I usually do that when there's nothing else to do, and I'm just, for lack of a better word, relaxing. I guess you could call that a dream. Okay. I didn't know if this this could be like an experiment of sorts that we could make you drink the sleeping potion and then you could control your dreams and we it, it would be fascinating. But you know, this could be fascinating. 
I agree. I think it would be an interesting experiment. The hair growth one would be weird. I don't know if I'd... (laughs) No, I was thinking the same thing. I think you with hair would be rather dashing, frankly. (laughs) And then, as for an aching heart, I don't... My heart is very full at this moment. I'm going to go ahead and put an arm around Graveyard and kind of like a sideways hug and pull him toward him like, yeah, I feel what you're saying. And I'm very happy to be with my friends and to have uh, accomplished our three disparate missions. And it's it's just, and being back home with the, the warm hug of the humidity, it's all very nice. All right. And with <laughs> that, I think we're going to end our session tonight. Thank you all for joining and playing Swamp Troll Witches. Uh, I hope that everyone listening enjoyed listening and are hoping to pick up the game because honestly, I would I would want to play this again in a more uh, in a more like full context where we're not restricted by like recording time or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you guys for joining us. I hope uh, you had a good time. We were joined tonight by Lothario. Well, thank you very much for having us at this party. I am delighted. Graveyard shift. Happy birthday. And Rufus. Never get tangled up by your inner Kraken. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Goodbye. It's the part of the show where we do a promotion swap with another podcast. If you'd like to do a promotion swap with us, contact us at firebreathingkittenspodcast at gmail. Have you heard of the Play On podcast series from Next Chapter Podcasts? This is where theater meets podcast, combining the modern-day audio phenomenon with the power of live performance. Play On podcasts are epic audio adventures reimagining timeless tales, featuring original music composition and the voices of extraordinarily gifted artists. Check out Play On Podcast.